Thanks for being with us. Yesterday on the program, we were talking about long-term care facilities. Isabel McKenzie, the advocate for seniors in this province, was on Mornings with Simi today, uh, talking more about rapid testing being used in long-term care. We know that the first dose of vaccine has been given to people in long-term care. We're now moving to independent living and others uh, who are in those more vulnerable groups. But one of the big questions is when people will get to see their loved ones, when we will go from a system of having one essential visitor to more visitors being allowed into long-term care when things will start opening up again. Yesterday, we talked with Terry Lake, who is the CEO of the BC Care Providers Association, and asked him when that might happen. Well, we've really been trying to convey to the the ministry that, uh, you know, with spring coming, wouldn't that be the perfect opportunity uh, to renew uh, uh, families again and, and reunite families? So, you know, obviously, we can't be married to a particular date. We have to do it when it makes sense. Uh, but uh, it's encouraging to hear Dr. Henry talk about, uh, you know, towards the end of this month, which would be, you know, the start of spring, that we could bring families together again. Let's bring in Shane Woodford. He is a freelance journalist now living in Denmark. Shane, thanks so much for being with us. Always good to come on, Joe. Uh, You saw this or mention of this on social media, and we wanted to talk to you because you responded to that saying that in Denmark, vaccinated seniors do have certain freedoms. So what's happening there? Yeah, we're reaching a point now with vaccinating uh, the most vulnerable population, of course, largely seniors in this country. Uh, where we have over 90% who have um, have uh, one inoculation and over 81% that have had both. And so they're at a point now where they're saying, okay, we can start to lift uh, restrictions on visitations. As of today, Jill, uh, 94 out of Denmark's 98 municipalities have lifted visiting restrictions and long-term care homes are called nursing homes here. Uh, and a vaccinated senior can visit with small groups of family. They can visit with friends, again, in small groups without having to wear a mask. Uh, and as long as the people that they're visiting with are low risk, because there is still a concern that vaccinated people can uh, have COVID and transmit it. So somebody who is at a high risk of COVID wouldn't be included in those visitation rights. But essentially, uh, if you're in a seniors care home in Denmark right now and you have one or both shots, then you are good to make uh, get together in person, inside with your friends and family again. Wow, that must be such a huge relief and such a welcome change. Yeah, it's huge here. And to preface that, when, when COVID first hit last year, Jill, they locked down seniors facilities. As we know, uh, seniors, unfortunately, uh, COVID was claiming elderly lives at a pace that was just unbelievable to us at the time. Uh, here in Denmark, they took that really seriously, and they, they severely locked down seniors' homes uh, to the point where you couldn't even walk onto the grounds, let alone into a building. And what happened last year, Joe, was that they had a situation where the loneliness, uh, the isolation, uh, was too much for uh, a senior in question who ended up taking their own life. And that opened up a huge debate here about how do we balance the restrictions involved with the COVID pandemic uh, while also realizing that these are people who need to see their friends and family and need to have personal connections. So uh, before vaccinations even began, Joe, they took steps to create visitation spaces. They set up tents outside facilities with screens in them to make them as safe as possible uh, in order to get some kind of social activity and some kind of visitation with seniors. But now, like we said, with vaccinations being you know the lion's share of the seniors' population, they're now moving on into 
seniors who are getting care in their own home and everybody over the age of 80 here in Denmark. Uh, now with that vulnerable population largely protected, uh, a lot of the restrictions that have been in place so far uh, have been lifted. It's just amazing to hear that they'll be able to not only increase the number of essential visitors, but meeting with, with small groups of friends, small groups of families, and not having to wear a mask. Are there any concerns? Like you said, we know that, that the virus can still be transmitted, passed on, uh, even if you've had one or two of the doses. We've unfortunately seen that here in BC. Uh, is there any concern this could lead to more people or more transmission? Uh, potentially. We've had situations here in Europe the same. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, a group of seniors who had been fully vaccinated in a border region of Germany, and uh, they were infected with the UK variant. Uh, this week, there's been about 200 seniors in Finland who tested positive after being vaccinated. So they're not blind to that possibility, and that's why they've sort of said, listen, if you're at high risk of COVID, uh, then you can't go you know, and visit grandpa in his care home because not out of concern for grandpa, but out of concern for you. Uh, also, there are seniors who, for one reason or another, you know, a small, small segment have not taken the vaccination. Others were sick uh, and were unable to be vaccinated and are just now, as they're kind of coming out of the COVID, uh, thankfully, they're able to kind of enter the vaccination stream. So there's still pockets of seniors in some of these homes who are vulnerable and all of the rules apply to that small group. But uh, if you're vaccinated here in Denmark, you are by and large you're not fully good to go. You can't just go out into the world. You can't meet thousands of people, but you can again have face time with your loved ones, which I imagine must be just a huge relief. Mm-hmm. What about uh, general population as well, as far as vaccination rates and the idea of, of lifting restrictions and really opening things up in the general public there? Yeah, we're at about uh, 10, approaching 10% with first dose inoculations, uh, hovering around 5% for second. Uh, what's happening there, Jill, is in Denmark, they initially said they wanted to get everybody vaccinated by June 27th, but we had some really serious supply chain issues with vaccine doses, as did Canada. Uh, and what the effect here was is they just recently pushed back that deadline into more of the end of July. Um, along with sort of getting the whole country vaccinated, we're now seeing sort of a framework that is materializing about how you can attend events, how you might be able to travel, how you might be able to do things. Uh, and they're working on something called a, uh, it's called a green pass here. And it's basically a coronavirus passport. Uh, and it's an app on your phone. Once it gets up and running, we're told it's coming in May. And for those who are vaccinated, that information will be stored there. For those who are not vaccinated, then your latest uh, corona test information will be stored there. And it's more and more looking like if you want to go to a concert, once those come back, you want to get on an airplane, you want to attend a cultural event, there's going to be a requirement that if you're vaccinated and that's on your, your vaccine passport, then you're good to go. Uh, if you're not vaccinated, there'll be rules and requirements around having a negative COVID test. I'm not sure if they've set up a timeline. It'd be something along the lines of a negative COVID test, you know, no more than 24, 48 or 72 hours old. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to see now if you have at least a negative test and if you are vaccinated, uh, then in a matter of months, I think we'll start to see a larger part of society and the sort of quote unquote normal things be accessible to you. And do you get the impression that people are okay with that uh, and and with having that information and having to give that information to to do things, to go back to these things that we kind of just took for granted before? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a tiny group that kind of says, oh, we're concerned, but I mean, it's hard to, you can't compare Denmark and Canada 
on information sharing as an apples to apples. Denmark uh, Danes, by and large, share an extraordinary amount of information. They're extraordinarily digitally literate. Um, you know, it, it's not uncommon here to see a Danish senior pay for their groceries using their cell phone. I mean, they have all sorts of apps and stuff that track their personal information that they don't really think about in the way that you and I might if we were living in North America as part of our, you know, concern about Big Brother watching. Here, there's more a sense of, yeah, we recognize the situation. Yeah, I want to be able to do these things. And yeah, I'm okay with this. Again, there is a smaller segment that's kind of doing what you would expect as far as sort of a counter to that. But uh, those voices are really, really small here compared to perhaps North America. All right. So interesting to hear what's happening there uh, in long-term care and uh, the general population. Shane, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Always a pleasure. You stay safe.